Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back. And uh, today I want to talk about more myths and stereotypes, but this time I want to flip it because I want to talk about the stereotypes that I actually do fit into as an autistic person. Uh, because I am autistic and so obviously some of them will apply to me. Uh, on the last episode I talked about the ones that don't apply to me, the ones that I don't really relate to at all, and, um, how that's, these stereotypes can be harmful in that way, and myths, uh, because it can sort of lead people into this, um, into this narrow view of what autism looks like and uh, can hinder people who are autistic from realizing or getting diagnosed because they think like, oh, because I don't, you know, have to wear headphones everywhere, you know, I'm, I'm not autistic because that's a thing that autistic people do. So, uh, so yeah, I just, I started thinking about the, the things that do apply to me, the things that I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. That's me. Totally. Um, so, uh, let's just jump in. Let's do it. I don't have that many, but like, yeah, let's, let's jump in. So I just picked like the, the most obvious ones and the ones that are like stereotypes that are talked about, I feel like the most in the mainstream. So, uh, one of the big ones for me is that I absolutely, um, hate change. Um, so this is a weird one for me because, uh, since I do also have ADHD, this is one of those ones where my ADHD clashes with my autism sometimes because I do often like seek novelty and seek new experiences and want that, um, that, I guess that, uh, experience that you, that you get and the feeling that you get from from trying something new or from changing something. Um, but also like, I really have a hard time adapting to certain types of change. And I think, um, I think the change, one thing that makes change easier for me is if I am in charge of and in control of the change. Like if I personally decide to change something, most of the time it's okay. Um, most of the time I'm like, I, um, I, my words are escaping me today. I don't know what's happening. I'm having kind of a weird week, like physically. So I don't know. I have been not feeling very good. It's not COVID. Don't worry. Um, I actually, I'm just going to say it. It's my period. Sorry, everyone. I don't need to talk about this. Uh, I mean, not that it's fine to talk about your period, but like, this isn't what we're here to talk about today. But man, I've been like exhausted and just like going through it this week with my, with my monthly moon cycle guys. Yikes. Um, sorry if that's TMI, but I'm just being real. Um, so anyway, if I, um, I can't even think of the word I want to use right now. If I'm the one who initiated, that's what I want to say. If I was the one who initiated the change, if I thought about it, if I planned it out, great. But there are times where, um, if a change is, uh, not willingly 
thrust upon me, that can be very hard. Or if it's a really, really big change, I can have a hard time with that. Um, when we opened our gym, my fiance and I, our life changed a lot. And that was super hard for me to adjust to, even though it was an exciting change and it was a planned change. It was a big change. Um, same with when my fiance started um, the fire academy. Also, again, a big life change for us. Our schedules changed. Our um, our entire like day-to-day life changed. The structure of our household, everything like just... So that was a very difficult change for me to adapt to. And it there were a few meltdowns happening. There was a point <laughs> where they were like, is this how it's going to stay? Because I'm not going to make it through <laughs> if if this is... Yeah, I was having a hard time. That's kind of embarrassing to admit that like I struggled so hard that my partner was like, can I even go to school? Because you're having a really hard time with this. I, maybe I need to do an episode on that whole situation because, man, change can really, really throw me off. And before I knew I was autistic, um, I didn't know why I was like that. And uh, it's just so much easier. It was so much easier to navigate that um, that particular situation uh, now knowing, cause that's, that's like the biggest change that's happened since I found out I was autistic. Um, so now knowing that I, I was able to be a lot easier on myself and actually it helped me through it a lot better because I was like, okay, this is, this is my autistic brain just resisting this change. It was still difficult, but like it was easier in many ways to cope. So, um, anyway, <laughs> I kind of went on a, a little tangent about change there, but this is a big one for me. I, I really, I do have a difficult time with change if it's not done in a very particular planned, concise way that is approved beforehand by me. Um, okay. So another one, another stereotype that I fall into, I mean, some, I feel like some of these are myths and some of these are stereotypes. So the first one, um, is a stereotype. This one is also a stereotype that, um, all autistic people stick to like very strict and rigorous routines. And, uh, I think that that is a pretty large part of the autistic experience. Um, I think most of us fall into this at some, you know, in some way, shape or form, but, um, I really, 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 really need my routines. I, I have done episodes where I've talked about this before. Um, but yeah, my whole day isn't the same routine every day, but there are definitely parts of my day that are exactly the same every day. And it just brings me comfort. So that is one stereotype that I'm like, oh yeah, check in that box. And, um, Strict adherence to routines and inflexibility is part of the DSM criteria for diagnosis. Um, I'm not sure if you have to have that to qualify. There's like um, there's like a category where you have to have like two out of the three things or something, and that might be where routines fall in. So that's why I think like maybe not all autistic people have the routine thing, or maybe they don't have it that um, where it's that uh, important to them, or I don't know if you're a, if you're an autistic person that, that doesn't really rely on routines. Um, I'm interested in that. Let me know. Cause, cause yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. So yeah, my routines gotta have them. Um, another, okay. So this one, this one's a stereotype and it's a myth that all autistic people 
are really good with numbers and really good at math. And I think it's based on that whole, like, myth that autism means genius sometimes. Like, like I said on the last episode, I think people see it as either like, oh, you're either a genius or you have some sort of intellectual disability, one or the other. Um, but, okay, so this is a myth or a stereotype that actually does apply to me. I am good at math. I like math. I'm good with numbers. Um, it comes easily to me. Um, my brain just cooperates with math, uh, which I'm glad. I mean, because I like math. I guess if I wasn't good at math, maybe I wouldn't like it and I wouldn't care if I was good at it or not. I don't know like what, what it probably, um, the fact that I like it plays into the fact that I'm good at it and vice versa, if that makes sense. So, um, so that's one that fits me. Um, also this next one kind of applies to the math one is, I think, is that, uh, I'm really good at spotting patterns, um, both in like things like math or like drawings or uh, like I got a hundred percent on the pattern recognition portion of my IQ test when they did my autism assessment. Um, and I wasn't surprised by that. Cause I was like, yeah, I can, I can figure out patterns really easily. Um, oh, I, I can also spot behavioral patterns. Anyone else like that? Like, I think if I could tolerate, I've said this before, I think if I could tolerate, um, <laughs> all of the, all of the wild things you have to be able to tolerate to be a therapist. I shout out to anyone who is a therapist or is pursuing that degree because I would have a really hard time, um, sitting and talking to people about their lives and their problems all day. That would, it would exhaust me. So bless you, all of you therapists or potential therapists out there. Um, but I'm really good at recognizing behavior patterns, even in myself, um, but also in others, uh, maybe almost too good. Like sometimes it'll make me worry about things unnecessarily. If, if I notice that there's a pattern of things going on and I'm like, oh no, this is how it's going to be forever. Cause I have that black and white thinking also as an autistic person where I'm like, oh, this is this way. Now it's going to be this way forever. This has happened three times. Okay. It's just going to keep happening infinitely until the end. So, um, so that's kind of the downside of being a, a pattern spotting person, but, um, really I, I enjoy that part of my brain and how my brain works, uh, usually typically more often than not. Um, another stereotype that I fit into is that I'm very detail oriented. I notice details. I, um, care about details. I, okay. Ooh, this is another place though, where, um, where my ADHD sometimes gets, um, in the way it like collides with my autism, because there are times when I will miss, even though I'm really good at, at details and I'm really detail oriented, um, and my perfectionism plays into that a lot too. Um, there are times where I will like miss a minor detail that's like very obvious 
And I will just be astonished when I realize because I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I manage to miss that? Like, but I do think that that's the ADHD portion of my brain just um, maybe distracting me for a moment or, you know, that is a... Um, one of the traits of ADHD is that sometimes you do, um, make careless mistakes, quote unquote. I I don't know if I like the word careless, (laughs) but that's the term that they use. I didn't make that up. Um, cause I care when I make a mistake. It's not careless. I care. I'm trying. I don't know if that's what they mean by careless, but it sounds like it to me. So, um, mistakes, like you'll, you'll make a mistake that was an obvious thing that maybe you shouldn't have made a mistake on. So, um, uh, yeah, so there's that. I definitely am, am detail oriented. I really like, um, also like everything has a place. I like when things are put away. I like when things are organized a certain way. Um, so yeah. Um, special interests, of course, of course, like all of us have this, right? Is, Is there an autistic person out there that doesn't fall into this, stereotype of being intensely interested in certain things that maybe aren't always like normal things the quote-unquote normal things to be interested in um I've always been this way I don't know what it's like to not be this way and I wonder I'm like what do neurotypical people like how does it work like how do you just have an interest that's <laughs> not all-encompassing. I, I mean, I've gone through periods where I don't have a special interest or where like all of them have waned to the point where they're just sort of existing in the background and I'm not super like immersed in any of them at the moment. Um, Maybe that's what it feels like, but I get really depressed when that happens. I don't like when my life feels like that. I feel like I need something that I'm clobbed onto, like attached to, um, that consumes me (laughs) or I consume it or both. Um, so yeah, I, I have my special interests and I love them. Um, Another stereotype is that autistic people don't like to be touched, and I definitely do uh, fall into that stereotype. Now, this is a kind of weird one to talk about because, like, I don't like giving the wrong impression of, like, that I don't like to be touched at all, ever, because that's not how it works. Um, But, like, if I see a friend, I'll, like, give them a hug. Fine. Like, whatever. But... And that's nice. That's okay. As long as it's a friend that, like, I'm comfortable with and, like, they smell good and all of that. Um, But I guess, like, some things about touch, like, if I'm not in the mood to be touched, like, like, sometimes I don't want to cuddle or, like, be touched for a long period of time. Or sometimes if someone who I don't know touches me or who I don't know very well, like, you know, if someone comes and, like, you've just met a person and they'll, like, put their hand on your shoulder or something, or I just, it's touch like that where I'm like, Ugh, like, nah, I, I don't, why are you touching me? Don't do that. Um, holding hands sometimes I don't like, um, just, you know, there's just certain types of touch and certain times where I'm like, no, 
not into that. Thankfully, my partner is kind of the same. Like, they're also not a huge cuddler. I feel like we, we match in that way, which is great because I've been with other people who didn't match me in that way. And they would always kind of get offended that, you know, if I, there was a moment where I was like not into cuddling or touching or whatever. Um, so, but you know, my mom said, even as a kid, even as a baby, I was like that. Like I didn't want to be held. I was very, if she picked me up, I would get all stiff. She calls it wiry. She said I was wiry. I just wanted down. I would push away. I would, you know, it was like, so that's always been a thing. Um, another stereotype is that autistic people are loners and they don't really have friends. And (laughs) I have friends. I do. A few. Not a lot, but a few. But I am a loner. I most of the time prefer to do things on my own. I really enjoy doing stuff on my own. And again, this is a thing. It's always been that way. And um, there have been times in my life where... Um, I've had a particular phase where I've kind of tried to, um, be less of a loner (laughs) and it's never really quite worked out for me. So I'm now just like embracing it. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine if I like to do a lot of things alone. I don't need to feel pressured to like have a lot of social engagements or invite people along to do things with me all the time. It's like, uh doing things on your own is, is great. And enjoying your solitude and your alone time is fine. And our society makes it seem like that's weird or like, you know, like being alone is a bad thing. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's the case. So, um, I think that's it. I think that's all, all of the, the big things that I had thought of. So yeah. And I think it's important to talk about this again. I'll say it again, just because, um, just to point out that autism is a spectrum and not all of us look the same or act the same or feel the same. Um, you know, because we're all human and the human experience is varied and, uh, the human brain is very complex. And although, you know, we all share the same neurotype and our brains are different, um, in the same way, the way that presents often looks very different to many of us. Um, but Also, (laughs) as I meet more and more autistic people, it's funny how, like, even if you don't have particular traits in common or whatever, there is this underlying feeling of sameness, like, not in a bad way of, of, in, in a good way, like, where I just feel like I can relate to that person or connect with them. I think I talked about this a long time ago on an episode that I did about, um, the show Atypical and also talking again about Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory and how these are very like male stereotypical, um, types of autism that are being shown. And even though I don't present that way, uh, 
I very much relate to both of those characters very deeply because I often experience the same things and I think in the same ways. Um, It's just not outwardly expressed that way. Anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about today. I thought I wanted, I thought I should like talk about the flip side and, and, uh, and talk about the, the things that I, that I do relate to, the stereotypes that I'm like, that's a stereotype that I can relate to. That, that one is true. So those are mine. Those are my big ones, at least. Of course, there, there are more, but like I said, I just wanted to, uh, to include the ones that I feel like uh, are the most popularly held stereotypical beliefs about autistic people. So that's all for today, guys. I am going to let you all go, and I hope you're having a great day or evening or night, wherever you're at, and I will talk to you next time.